When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, and thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Joined by the great Jason Shearer, I am merely Mike Luke. All right, Arizona lost yesterday, which we know. Arizona, though, still, contrary to what many people think, Jason Shearer, is still 22-4, and still has five top 25 wins, and still will probably be ranked in the top 10 when the rankings come out. Can you confirm nor deny this? I believe you are correct at everything you said. All right. I mean, I just wanted to make sure, but we're also not going to blow. We're also not going to blow any smoke here. There are some issues right here, obviously with this team. I put this tweet out yesterday. Um, There is no surefire NBA guy on this team. I mean, there's some guys that you could see certainly making it. I could see zoo on a roster Boswell, who knows how he progresses, but there's no surefire NBA guy. And from a perimeter perspective, there's nobody that can consistently get to the hoop. Um, and those are two things that, you know, this team is just, it just is the way it is. And if you don't dominate down low, those will show themselves. It's part of the reason why you and I think that this year's coaching job is better than last year's. I, I mean, there, this is a team put together of guys that do their roles and generally do them really well. There's not a surefire NBA guy. You know, Purdue has Zach Eady. Alabama has Brandon Miller. You go down the line, and most teams have NBA guys. Kansas has Jalen Will. I mean, yeah, you right. just keep going. Right. And, and, and Arizona doesn't have that guy. So when it's best – and look, when Julius Subella struggles or doesn't play well, Arizona's going to struggle. And you can say right. that for any team in the country. The difference is Arizona just doesn't have that, that second guy to kind of pick up the slack. Yeah, and you know that's and Courtney Ramey played you know lights out yesterday, obviously. But if you don't have a guy that can also take off a little bit of the pressure, like uh, you know from a Ju- or if a Julius Tabellus isn't playing well, Arizona's going to be in trouble. That's just the way it is this year. Yeah, I, and and you know like last night you can argue you can look down the line at the wings and all that, but the reality is you know I love Umar Balo, but if he plays better inside, Arizona probably wins the game. It's just that he played poorly, Zoo played poorly, and then. Before you know it, Arizona's strength is is just completely gone. 
All right, now let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk a little bit about Umar Ballo right here. Uh, the big man down, or excuse me, uh, uh, the big man down low. You got to be able to dominate in games like that, and it just didn't happen. When you got both those guys and they're combining for the numbers they did, there's not going to be many teams that Arizona's, Arizona's going to beat because those are the two guys that have to put up numbers. I mean, we've kind of taken it for granted. I think the last. Uh, you know, this whole year that going into a game between those two, you're probably going to get close to 40 and 20. And that certainly did not happen against Stanford. And that's something that Arizona just has to have. Most teams in the country, Arizona's going to be bigger than Stanford's not one of them. Like Stanford starts a really big lineup and Arizona struggled with that size. And, and, and a lot of teams in the Pac-12, Arizona can give the ball down low and, and just dominate. And Stanford did a nice job of, of sagging into the paint with really big players, and Arizona didn't have an answer. And, and Umar's been fine this season. He's been better than most of us thought he would be, but as of late, he's really inconsistent. I mean, he didn't play well last night, but a couple games ago, remember, he had 21, 10, and 6. And so right. like games like that on the horizon, but once in a while, you're, you're going to kind of get a stinker, and it's how Arizona reacts and responds when those games happen. All right. A lot of people uh, say they want to see more emotion out of Tommy Lloyd. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, something you don't need more emotion from, the Four Peaks. Now, listen, you might say to yourself, Mike Luke, the Four Peaks haven't been playing. I'd like to see a little bit more of the Peaks. Honestly, Tommy Lloyd is a genius. I am not. But I would have liked to have seen a little more of the Peaks. One thing, though, that you don't have to worry about is the Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out downtown Tempe, or if you're cool in Tucson, at the Tap and Bottle locations and Tap and Bottle. Had a great watch party again there. Um, a lot of people showed up. Great time. Yell at the TV screen. Scott and Rebecca do a great job down there. Tap and Bottle. All right, Tommy Lloyd. A lot of people say they want more emotion out of Tommy Lloyd. They got it last night in the pressers here. Yeah, I thought last night, even during the game, I thought Lloyd, you know, the, the one thing is I if the game wasn't, if Arizona wasn't making a little bit of a run, I think Lloyd probably gets a tech on that goal 10 play. But after the game, he was he was pretty pissed. And he basically said, like, we didn't play well. And even when, like, a reporter tried to kind of be like, yeah, but what about Stanford? Tommy would be like, yeah, they were fine. But we didn't do this, this, and this. Like, he was hesitant to even give credit to Stanford. He did the the. I'm not going to name the refs, but there was an right. issue when you look at the fouls and our bigs versus theirs. And um, I liked it, you know. And, and I agree. You know, my dad always texts me. He goes, you know, I wish Tommy would just get really pissed during a game one time. He never gets right. that pissed. But I think last night um, was that time where it was pretty clear that he was not a happy camper. He was not a happy camper at all. And you know what? That's just kind of the way that uh, that's the way that things go with uh, you know. But you know, I don't even really blame the refs. Yes, the refs sucked. But dude. Like, especially defensively, Stanford was getting what they wanted. And the offensive rebounding that, uh, or the lack of, uh, the lack of defensive rebounding by the Wildcats down the stretch was really their doom right there. So I can, as much as I'd like to get on the Pac 12 refs, I can't get on them too much about that. You know, nobody likes getting on the Pac 12 refs and, and killing them more than I do, but they didn't lose Correct. that game for Arizona. I mean, Arizona let up almost 90 points to Stanford. That's what lost right. you the game. I mean, that's pretty much where it is right there. All right, now let's talk about going forward a little bit. Um, Arizona, I still believe, is squarely in contention for a number one seed, mainly because I don't, I'm not overreacting here. The resume is still very strong. Yes, you have some bad losses. By the way, you need to root for Washington State to beat, win every single game the rest of the season right here. We're all back in the WSU right there. But Arizona, 
if you take care of business, if you, uh, if you, let's say you lose one game the rest of the season, that's against UCLA, either in Poly or at, uh, in the Pac 12 tournament, you're going to have a very strong case for a number one seed there still this year. And again, that's assuming you get to play UCLA twice. I think people are losing track of that a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I think with seeding in, in in general, Arizona fans are are sometimes very narrow minded, and I don't mean right. that as an insult. It's more of like it's Arizona versus everyone. But you got to look at other teams when considering seeding. And I'm not saying compare Arizona struggling, you know, make yourself feel better by looking at other teams. I'm saying in terms of seeding, you're comparing yourself to other teams. Right. Not many teams have the losses that Arizona does, and I acknowledge that four losses to unranked teams, but none of them were bad losses in terms of quad three or whatever it may be. Now you look at the wins and Arizona has wins, Creighton, Indiana, Tennessee, et cetera, could right. win better wins than a lot of teams in the country. If Arizona wins out with maybe one loss to UCLA, I think it's, it's, it's right in the thick of things. Yeah. Um, it's right in the thick. Yeah. It, it's probably going to be a two seed and just reality, but the, I, I seen like Seth Davis at three seed. I would be really surprised if Arizona Falls to a three with one more loss. All right, now let's talk a little bit of uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, conference realignment now. Um, so you got some reports coming out. Obviously, John Mar- or uh, Ourland Marchon are now a little bit more skeptical about a Pac-12 deal being done uh, imminently. Uh, Canzano and Wilner are talking about SMU and San Diego State being what you're going to need to make up ground. Um, this is a going to be a very interesting crossroads type endeavor, I think, for the Pac-12. Because honestly, Sheer, I don't see, um, again, maybe at SMU. and But I right now, it just doesn't feel like the money's there. Yeah, the money's not there. And I don't see the argument for SMU. Like San Diego State, I, I don't necessarily agree with the argument, but I get it. SMU, you just can't convince me. I mean, right. unless you're telling me that athletics are meaningless and it's the academic profile and the research money. And that's why they're adding them. That's fine. You know, just tell me athletics are meaningless in realignment. Just admit it. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Just tell me. But if we're talking athletically, there isn't one person that has sat down and said, SMU is a school, even Wilner who loves the PAC 12 goes, well, maybe down the road, SMU is good enough because right now they're not. They're just not. And I like, too, about the idea that, well, you just need to get them into the conference and then you can see them really uh, see them really strike. I don't see any of that. And on top of that, when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, this, Klikov is saying for the longest time that, um, you know, that they were going to finish a TV deal before expansion right now. That has now changed. Uh, the reason it has changed is because the money is not there. And I'm sorry, but when you're having to go and find SMU, I don't care if it's in Dallas or the middle of New York City. That is, that's lame, to be honest with you. SMU brings next to nothing. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to Dallas, you would know, like, and I don't know if you have, but if anyone has been to Dallas, they know SMU is just not a factor. It, right. It's just not on their table. I mean, there's there's other Big 12 teams that are more popular than SMU. Right. There's the pro teams, et cetera. It's just not a conversation starter by any means. And and that's the Pac-12. If you're replacing USC and UCLA with SMU, you have failed miserably. You have failed miserably. And at that point, it's almost like, what are we doing here? Now, when it comes to the Pac-12, and well, first, I want to get another read in right here. Game time. 
Let's say that you got some home games coming up here and you don't know where to find tickets. The last place that you know, that's the last situation you want to be in. Check out game time. You can get many times 60% off right there. Uh, last second, check out the show notes and the link in the description and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Here's the deal. You can put down five bucks and you can get up to $200 in free NBA plays right there. Bet against the Pelicans. As Jason Shearer uh, messaged me, Zion Williamson is out again. Hard to believe. I know, hard to believe, but he's out again right there. Um, I would bet against the Pelicans, but again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. I will, and Brett Yormark right here, I'm a fan of the Big 12 commissioner. He, unlike George Kliakoff, who it just feels like is always kind of bluffing or saying he's going to do something and it never really happens, Yormark says things and he makes them happen. When he uh, talked about he said, I'm going to get my guys more money. We're going to get a cable TV deal. He got that done. He got Texas and Oklahoma out a year early so that he can focus on expansion. By the way, the teams that he's bringing in are pretty good too, by the way. Houston is, we, all, we already know about basketball. It can be good in football. Cincinnati, we know about football. You've got some good teams that are coming in there. And your mark is going to be very aggressive, I think, here on trying to get the Arizona schools on board. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing with him is he told you exactly what he was going to do, and he did it. Right. And, you know, Klokov is he's telling you what he's going to do and hasn't done any of it. Right. And your mark is going to be aggressive. And I think that because of the fact that he's being aggressive, there's kind of a Pac-12 deadline. Like, I I think based on what I've heard is, you know, a few months we're talking about, where if, if George doesn't have something very solid lined up within the next two months, I think, you know, you're talking at that point a year away from the TV deal expiring and things are going to get very, very, very serious in terms of expansion. Yeah, and I, I think that you're going to be looking at something, too. I think you're going to see a lot of headway probably around early to mid-April right there. Um, I don't know that anything happens before the Final Four, but I think that you're also at this point, too, where, you know, I think you're going to start seeing some dominoes start to roll right here pretty quickly. Because, again, I just don't know where you're going to find that money. And you know what? Tip of the cap to Klievkoff if he finds that money. But right now, I can say with that, I can definitely confirm Mandel's report that uh, there are multiple presidents out there that are not happy with uh, Klievkoff because he told them and gave them a bunch of stuff that, quite frankly, wasn't true. I mean, he said he was going to do all this and then he was going to start poaching. I never watched George Kleokoff and say to myself, man, that's a guy that's in the cutting edge right there. That's why I don't buy any of this Amazon nonsense either. I don't watch Kleokoff and say, you know what? This guy is on, this guy is ahead of the curve in a way that the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12 is not. I don't see any of that. This dude told schools that he was going to get 40 million. And when that number came out, you and I called each other about the second we read it and started laughing. Right. Like in no world were you going to get Pac-12 schools $40 million unless you are just selling everything. Right. And I mean everything, selling your whole rights away and all of it. And even then, you're probably not getting $40 million. Now we're hearing the numbers 25 right now as it stands. He's trying to add SMU and San Diego State to get it up to 30 because if he thinks if it's close enough, teams will stay. 30 probably stays, right? But right, right. now, he's still $5 million away from that. And that's $5 million per school. That's a lot of money. 
And I don't care, again, Lost Highway put in here. Uh, he said, you know, SMU is purely a cable sub uh, play, same as S- San Diego State. Oh, it 100% is right there. But the funny thing about SMU is that you don't, at least San Diego State, and again, I get the population factor, you bring in football, you bring in a good basketball team, you bring in a good football team right there. SMU is literally, I almost laughed when I saw SMU. It was like, what was, you know, Arkansas State not available? I mean that that's really that really reeks of desperation right there. And uh, again, I w- again I and I think I speak for you as well. But I would just like from an athletic perspective, I think the Big Twelve is just a much better conference. I would love to see Arizona playing good teams, not being relegated to nine thirty tips with you know with Bill Walton on the call. And that would happen there. That would happen there in the Big Twelve. Also, I want to talk about the academics here a little bit. This is coming from somebody who has degrees from the U of A. You have a degree from the U of A. So we're not dissing on the U of A. But the the people that don't want to move and they talk about the academic factor, when did Arizona become an Ivy League school? Because I, I have not been because uh, I have not been promoting my background correctly if uh if it hasn't. Yeah, it's just it's like I said before, like if you want to say it's the academic profile and you want to be attached to Stanford and Cal. Right. It's not the academic profile of Arizona. And even though Arizona has a, a good amount of research money and I'm not putting down Arizona, I think when when we discuss academic profiles, OK, I want to be attached to Cal and Stanford and I'm not going to the Big 12 unless they're going to the Big 12. Right. Just say that. Right. Because it's not an athletics argument. It's I want to be associated with two really good academic schools. And if I'm not, I'm not going. And I think if if that was where we were at. It would, it would suck from an athletic standpoint, but at least I would get that perspective because athletics, there's just, there's no argument. And for Arizona, you know, you're still going to be fine academically if you're in the big 12. Right. It's just the argument there would be, we want to be tied to Stanford and Cal. And I, I kind of get it. If you would just say that, then fine. I get that. But you know, that's not when you're, but when you're talking, when you're pushing up the academic uh, motto of Arizona, and this is coming from somebody that has a wildcats behind his right shoulder and somebody that has left and over his left and right shoulder. I just don't get that aspect at all. Um, all right. Now, Mountain Mike's Pizza. Best pizza going. Oracle Wetmore. Check it out. I believe Sheer has been to Mountain Mike's Pizza. Am I correct? Yeah, it was solid. All right, check it out. Um, great, uh, great TV setup. Great food. You name it, they got it. Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right, um, Andre Veris right here says, Jason, time for your weekly update on to Don and Darlin. Um, anything new? There's nothing new. Right. <laughs> when there is, I'll let you know, Andre. Don't worry. All right. Now I got some people. Tell me a little bit about Jamari Phillips, though. What should uh, expect? Coming in this uh, next year or the following year, excuse me, what kind of player is Jamari Phillips? And is he a guy that could possibly start from day one? Yeah, I mean, he is a he's we talk about athletic backcourts and all that. He's that guy. I mean, he's a good athlete, big wingspan, can handle the one and the two, probably more of a two Um, pure score. I mean, he's probably a guy that Arizona would really like to have this year. Um, But I I like him quite a bit. I, I think depending on what Arizona does at that two position um, by the time that he's on campus, he'll, he'll have a chance to start. And if not start, he'll have a chance to give legit minutes right away. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about Arizona football before we sign off right here, because we actually have the, uh, we have the Super Bowl coming up right here in case anybody out there didn't know. Um, Jed fish said that uh, last year, he said that um, Arizona, this would be the last year that nobody was drafted. I don't see anybody getting drafted this year either, but 
The only reason is, is because the players that would have been drafted came back to school. Hint, hint, hint. Jordan Morgan, Jacob Cowing, guys, guys like that. Next year, you could have quite a few guys that are, could be uh, called for Arizona. And that's something that uh, we don't generally see around here. Tanner McLaughlin, even. My guy. Yeah, multiple players will be drafted. And, and, and really, you said it. I mean, Jordan Morgan, had he not gotten injured and gone to the NFL, he was going to be a high draft pick. Um, you know, there's there's multiple Jacob Cowing would have been drafted. Um, we'll we'll see in, in this next upcoming draft, not this one, obviously, the one after that, there's gonna be multiple Arizona players drafted, and and that's something that they believe they're gonna make a pattern out of. All right, Sheer. Um, real quick again, over under. I want to make sure that uh, we're on the same page right here. Yes, yes, we are. We always are. Six wins for the cats, over or under. Over. I'm going over. We're both back in the A. All right. Before we sign off, what kind of deals you got going on, Sheer? I know you got something going on. Uh, Wildcat Authority, join up now. We'll probably have a, a deal coming up in March, but um, there's a lot of stuff. Don't want to wait. We're we're getting down with bracketology, recruiting, everything. Spring football, all of it. All right. You name it, they got it. I'll be back tomorrow with Brett McMurphy. That should be fun. Yeah. A lot of good talk right there. But for Jason Shearer, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Mm-hmm.